The following program is brought to you by Podcast One Sportsnet. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. What a pod, guys. Half a game out of first, 700K. And boy, we had some strong agreements. So optimistic. Obviously, we're winning almost 70% with our Super Contest Gold picks. You can be playing those. Bet DSI. You got NCAA football. You got NFL football. 20 years online. Reputation for great service. Reputation for fast payment on winnings. They've got bonuses. Use Bell 101 as a promo code. B-E-L-L 101. And listen, you can dabble, right? Take a little, put a hundred bucks in, put a small amount in, whatever small to you, and get a feel for the experience. These guys are spending tons of money advertising. They're serious about growing their business. BetDSI.com, promo code Bell101. Now, on to the Dream Preview. Welcome to R.J. Bell's Dream Preview. Weekly winners from his Wise Guy Roundtable. Broadcasting from the pregame.com studios in Las Vegas. Here is R.J. Bell. That's right. NFL Week 9 edition. With my wise guy round table to my left, the VIG, former bookmaker, compliance guru, Matty Holt. To my right, Steve Fezzik, two-time Super Contest champion. I'm RJ Bell. Guys, let me quickly explain the tenor of the pre-show. Matty Holt and Fezzik were debating when we win the Super Contest gold for 700K. Should we get one check or three? That's the level of optimism. <laughs> Half a game out, four and one, zero losing weeks, eight and zero oh with non-losing weeks, four and one. Half a game out of first. Fez, who's the face? If honestly, honest question. No, I'm gonna. We know you have like an extreme ego. Let's go to Maddie. He's a little more reasonable. If you could have any team on that list and have ten percent extra. Who would you have? For sure, us. But I will say this. Look, we talked about a week ago or two weeks that, hey, we probably have like an hey 8% chance of winning. I think right now we're probably like 12.5%, chance of winning. And, you know, I, I honestly think if you look through those games and say uh, lucky, unlucky, at, at worst or best, however you want to look at it, we're break even with the luck. We certainly have not gotten luck. And, and certainly Net-net. our only loss last week, most people would consider unlucky. San Francisco 49ers up 15 to three in the fourth quarter. Now, listen, it's Halloween. We're taping released on Thursday. We got Fezzik, an excellent father by all accounts. And Maddie Holt, you have how many kids going trick or treating tonight? Four. Four. It's a crew. It's a crew. <laughs> so we're going to give you guys what some of you asked for a clean hour, all picks, limited stories. If you miss the stories, college football dream. If you didn't listen, we went almost two hours, a lot of tangents. We're going to stick to it. And obviously the intensity is going up when it comes to our handicapping in the NFL, because we're right in this thing. 
Faz, you sense that, don't you? I do. I'm going to miss the Dylan talk in this podcast, but um, I got some good response from that one. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I also, though, Maddie was talking about losses and disappointment. It was so funny because yesterday we were talking about the accounting for the NFL green button, and Fez looked at me and went, "RJ, we got him. We tricked him. We upped the stakes. He 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 went in the toilet, the vig, and now he's going to start second guessing himself." <laughs> I mean, you you're feeling pretty good. Dollar cost averaging. Don't buy more of a stock when it goes up, Maddie. You know that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he baited you. Yeah, was, I mean, don't. Met, I mean, listen. I think we've learned. I mean, you knew when you were behind the counter, you had the vig on your side, and you were still scared of Fez, right or wrong? Uh, we certainly kept an eye on. <laughs> I'm the dirtiest player in the game. <laughs> True enough. All right, let's see how we all did. Uh, I'm the vig, and I lost 930 last week. <laughs> and on the season, uh, plus 370 on the season. Boy, you were you were just you were rolling. <laughs> I'm Steve Fezzik. I started my epic comeback, winning 300 dollars last week. I'm still down 1120 for the season. It just shows you, you're like what six and two on your best bets. Yes, and ten, and ten and fourteen though when the button gets pressed. <laughs> we we know when to pick you off, man. Now, do you feel like we're figuring out your weak spots, or do you feel like you're just unlucky? I feel I'm a little naked and afraid when I come. <laughs> 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 gotta love it. I'm RJ. I won three hundred. I'm up one twenty, and I was down ten in college football. But Maddie, or I'm sorry, Brad, tipped me ten bucks. So I'm now even in college football. He tipped me for all my, like whenever we bet together, I negotiate our bets and it really works out for Matt or for Brad. So now I'm even in college. Mackie, by the way, he's like, make sure you mention it up 200, Whoa. Up, but he's down 200 in college. So no big. Hey, listen, if an apprentice is breaking even, not bad. Dude. He's actually winning because he's picking up some tips on the side. Oh, oh well, <laughs> that's that's uh, Fez's way of saying he's tipping Ma- uh, Mackie. By the way, <laughs> uh, Brad's out because he's uh, Brad has a. Let's just say this is is Brad's relationships are um, tumultuous, or his relationship I think tumultuous might be the right way to say it. So my professional life is like at a nine. And my personal life is at like a two. But we figured, listen, he could sit in, but he was going to be nervous. He was going to be late or something. He's off this week, but he'll be back next week. He won. He was so happy. And and last thing on this, you actually had the Patriots. Yes. So how much? We, and that was a $500 bet. Yes. No, oh, no, three. No, three. It oh, three. it was just a three. Yeah. Okay. But it would have swung you another 600 yep. or 630 or whatever. Yeah. Because you're 615. Lame. Yeah. <laughs> So that pick six oh, definitely bailed me out Monday night. You would have mad. Yeah. Now, were you thinking about it when the game was on? I was annoyed while the game was going on because the Patriots kept kicking field goal after field goal. Oh, we on straight out of Vegas, I gave my first Monday night best bet of the week or of the year on the under. Oh, that's sweet. That was sweet. Rocking chair game. That was easy. Let's do it. Showtime. Woo. All right. What we do differently is we start with our best bets. Now, last week... For the third time now, so there's been, well, no, let me think, maybe the fourth time. So there's been eight times three, so 24, and I think we've had four times we've changed our best bet based on line moves. So in this one, we got off of 
Not mine. We used no, mine in Seattle. Seattle. We got off of um, Minnesota, which was mine, and I replaced it with Washington. So a good move there. But the line, you know, listen, if we had to pick them on Wednesday, we'd be at such a disadvantage. you got to benefit from the line moves sure. and such. But 20 of the 24 have been one of these three picks at the, or all the three picks at the beginning of Feds. You're six and two, right? I am. All right. You were six and oh. Two game losing streak. Time to step it up. Let's do it. Go. Pittsburgh Steelers plus three at Baltimore. A whole lot to like in this game. Pittsburgh has recent revenge. They lost at home against Baltimore, so it's time to pay them back. Pittsburgh, I have rated as the slightly better team. They have the better stats. Pittsburgh has more energy, I believe. They're coming off a bye and an easy win against Cleveland. Baltimore has not had their bye yet. And these two teams always play competitive games. Now, this sounds like data mining because if I just said it on any other series, 13 of the 21 games have been decided by three points or less. But I really feel when these two teams play, it is about the mindset that these two teams get after each other. And I think they're going to continue to play really close games. Obviously, if it's a really close game, you want to take the plus three and not lay the minus three Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, first question, the buys. Does that matter to you at this point? Whereas we're getting to the point most teams have had them. If a team hasn't, that's a clear disadvantage? I think so. I always want to take the team that has had a bye versus a team. And we talk about this more in college football. When a team doesn't have a, a, a bye all year long, that's really bad. But by the time you get to November, if you haven't had a bye, it's a tough physical sport, RJ. That bye really helps your body to go ahead and heal. I know I like to heal up before I go bench pressing, by example. <laughs> Matty Holt, thoughts? I like this one too. Look, the yards per play, and we talk about it not as an ultimate decider here, but certainly as some type of measurement. And the yards per play differential certainly benefit the Pittsburgh Steelers in here. I also like the revenge factor. I also like the fact that they've had a bye and Baltimore hasn't. And that defense sure looked fatigued last week as the Carolina Panthers ran all over that Baltimore Ravens defense. I would only play the Pittsburgh Steelers as well. And remember, guys, we're in a contest with this. And we're getting three flat, right? So it looks like, where would you guess this closes? I think, I think two and a half. I think so, too. You agree? Yeah, probably. Yep. So another advantage. Right now, it's uh, plus three is minus 120, right? So it's what, 2.4% right there in theory, your, your 10 cents. Um, what has changed about the Ravens? Because we bet, your best bet... 14 days ago was the Ravens against the Saints. Now, the Saints are now calling Cowherd's best team. Saints are a team that Maddie's been trying to talk us off of, quite frankly. You haven't, you could have vetoed, but you've been, you didn't love Baltimore. So kudos there. You didn't love Minnesota. We got off that other, but it wasn't because of you necessarily. It was the line move. What's changed? You know, not that much. I think so that concerns me. Well, I still have Pittsburgh as my number five team. I got Baltimore as my number six team. So I think it's a case where all the... So the, so the edge here is what? Pittsburgh's playing that? Situational, series history, more energy um, until Baltimore Yeah, but when you say situational, Baltimore's one of the most... Uh, is top seven or eight with needing home field. And Pittsburgh's top ten needing home field. So what's the situational part? Well, I don't think the home field in a divisional game 
little wise guy secret, it's not worth as much as a non-divisional game. Everything I They're read. They're more familiar. Yes. Everything I read says that the home field, if you call three the home field, that it's really more like the default is three and a half in a non-divisional game and two and a half in a divisional game. So Baltimore has a three and a half point home field advantage. So against Pittsburgh, you would dial it back down to three. Okay, I accept that. And I also think, uh, I've been saying it all year, and I, I don't know if it's lost. I guess it did lose in the first Baltimore game. If Pittsburgh's clearly motivated, like, oh my, they're going to cover. And if they're not, they're not. And I think the only game that really fell outside of that would have been Pittsburgh hosting Baltimore. Um, whereas Baltimore won that game. And obviously in this rivalry, they were going to be motivated, both teams. Uh, I agree. I like it too. It would have been my third or fourth pick. So we got the steal. Oh, last thing. Le'Veon Bell, obviously shenanigans. I think Pittsburgh's okay with that for, for good or bad. How much is he worth right now considering his replacements playing mighty well? Yeah, I, I would say a minimal amount, maybe a quarter of a point, RJ, because I, I had it as high as a point plus. But now, as well as Connor's playing, I'm thinking maybe it's only a half-point upgrade. But that assumes that his teammates for Pittsburgh are all going to play at the same level. If anything, this is just going to create a distraction, a negative. So not even half a point. So less than T.Y. Hilton. Oh, T.Y. Hilton's worth a full point. Dud. <laughs> Matt, you said your the response on Twitter for last week's Dream Free. People just love the, con- the, the uh, fun. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think we had a really fun show. I, I did get someone say, and they mistook me for you, that uh, <laughs> RJ was talking about Thurman Thomas and Tech Mobile, and someone said, oh, Matty Holt must think he's worth three and a half <laughs> points. And I said, I think you're talking about Fez. And they said, oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> well, what's funny is we actually are a rare, uh, you know, studio where we got three different mics, which I and everyone that comes in, an engineer, say, why do you do that? I go... Each one sounds a little different, which helps. I mean, obviously, you guys don't have identical voices, but having different mics, sure. the qual- the uh, brand name actually makes it a different sound a little bit, too, which I like that. I listen to the Ringer podcast, not the Lombardi one. I listen to that, too. But the other one, I've listened to it three years. I don't know which one of the two. They never say their names. <laughs> so I hear you. Sometimes it's yeah. tough as a listener. Oh, by the way, Matty Holt's nemesis, Dave Esler. Also likes the Steelers. Let's listen in. I want to look at the Baltimore-Pittsburgh game, and I faded Flacco two weeks in a row, and I'm going to do it again. First time they played, I think the Le'Veon Bell thing was a whole lot less of a distraction as it is now. Like maybe James Conner has it figured out. He's rushed for 100 yards in three straight games. I don't think Ben's fractured finger will matter. Steelers' only other loss this season was to the Chiefs and only by five, a loss that doesn't look bad right now. Pittsburgh's defense the last three games, only allowing 278 yards per game. More importantly, since that Ravens loss, their offense is averaging 34 points a game. Ravens, four and four, could miss the playoffs for a fourth straight year. And I was thinking we could see a Harbaugh-Flacco breakup before a Brady-Belichick breakup. This series has a history of games decided by three points or less, I want the Steelers. It all comes down to who do you trust more, and it's not Baltimore. Pretty good handicap there, Matty. Yeah, I agree. All right. That broken finger is his non-throwing hand. Correct. Ben's tough. He's a big boy. He is. He's big. (laughs) Good friend of mine. 
He was one of three guys at my wedding. He hates the Steelers, even though he grew up with me back you know, an hour from Pittsburgh. He's a Cowboys fan. Think about that. I mean, imagine growing up an hour from Pittsburgh in the 70s as a, like an eight-year-old and being a Cowboys fan. I mean, that's just, there's something defective about that. But anyway, he goes, why do grown men have to say Big Ben? It sounds so weird. Big Ben. It, it, he hates it, which makes me love it. <laughs> All right. Best bet number two, Matty Hope. I'm going with the Tennessee Titans plus six and a half on Monday night against the Dallas Cowboys. And this is the second lowest total of the week. And we always talk about points become a bigger premium the lower that the total is. Total of 41 points here makes me like the six and a half even more. Look, a lot of people will tend to agree now. Mike Vrabel is at least in the conversation as maybe a coach who's ranked between like eight, nine, 10, 11 in that eight to 12 range all of a sudden. He's got a lot of high praise for his ability to rally the team, coaches and X's and O's. And now he's not only had an extra week of rest, but an extra week of preparation for this game as well. And what really has me on this game, touchdowns per game. These are two of the worst teams in football in terms of scoring touchdowns. Both of these teams average less than two touchdowns a game. This figures to be a slow defensive grind of a game. And that six and a half becomes a lot more valuable in that style of game. I really like the Tennessee Titans plus the six and a half. And Tennessee's off a of bye, right? Both Correct. teams are. So, yeah, but... The Clapper versus Brave. <laughs> yeah. I think we got an advantage there, right? I love this pick. Uh, Fez, let's actually look at your power ratings because on Straight Out of Vegas, our daily Fox show, 6 to 7 Eastern on Fox Sports Radio Nationally, iHeartRadio app, etc. Every Tuesday, we do pros versus the world. So Fez disagrees with Colin on one game with ESPN's rankings on one game, and Brad versus the AP on one game. This week, you disagreed with the Cowboys. Talk about that. Yeah, so I have the Cowboys as the number 13 rated team. I've got them one point better than an average team, and I'm on an island here. Everyone else has the boys rated way lower at around number 20, basically where the Tennessee Titans are. But even- whoa, 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 hold on. Everyone can't have that. I mean, when you say everyone, you're not talking about the betting market. You're talking about ESPN. the mainstream media. Yeah, ESPN has like the Titans and the Cowboys like virtually equal in their, in their ratings. But the fact that the Cowboys are at home laying six and a half, I think speaks to the idea that the market doesn't think they're even. That's correct. So the market's high on the Cowboys because of the, they expect the offense to get better with Cooper. Remember Cole's- and with one, so with, did he, he didn't play last week, did he? By, by week. They were on a bye. Yeah. So they that too. So okay. So this is his first game. How yeah. how important could he be? Half a point probably. Yeah. How important is he going to be when he's all when he when he is fully integrated? I think a point that wide receiver so terrible. Cole Beasley's their number one. RJ Amari Cooper is a point now <laughs> on this team. They he don't have any wide receivers. He really only had one reception. Could, I could be <laughs> wildly optimistic with that number. Uh, I mean, what's T.Y. Hillen? T.Y. Hillen. <laughs> if Amari Cooper's one, <laughs> he'd be worth three to the Cowboys, obviously. Yeah. Uh, and that defense for the Cowboys also, uh, number three, statistically given up 5.1 yards per play, despite three games missed by Sean Lee. He's back, presumably at 100% off now, the bike. How much is he worth? 
Depends on the opponent. <laughs> I mean, but the Tennessee Titans defense is pretty good, too. You're talking about number three in points per game, number three in points per play. I mean, the Titans defense has played fairly well all year, too. I think, yes, and I think if you're going to play the Titans, it's a great correlated parlay to parlay the Titans to the under 41, and here's why. The Titans, the last 45 drives, Maddie, you, you mentioned it, touchdowns are... Hard to come by. Only three touchdowns the last 45 drives for the Titans. And the Cowboys' defense is borderline elite. So if you're going to win this bet, hey, your Titans are going to get 16 points here. You need to stop the Cowboys to cover. So g- give me the team you got right above and below the Cowboys. Because when we did this on the radio, both of them, pick them on a neutral, I would have taken off the rubber. You would have heard the rubber band snapping. Bear, Bears number 12? So Bears and Cowboys on a neutral is pick them. That seems so. Let's think about this. If the Cowboys were playing at Buffalo, they'd be ten point favorites. Yes, <laughs> Peterman. And, and if if the Cowboys were hosting Buffalo, they'd be seventeen point favorite. Well, when it gets or, or sixteen. To, when point. it gets to that point, the ten becomes like a fourteen and a half for both teams, regardless. So the Cowboys would be favored by fourteen and a half. You 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 want Peterman? Uh, well, probably we'll, so. We'll, right. We'll see in a second. Yeah. Uh, I mean, th- what, what would you bet there, Matty? Uh, uh, yeah, I would certainly take Chicago on a neutral at a pick them. All right, and go the Se- other- Seattle, 14. Seattle and Dallas on a neutral? I'm taking Seattle all day. Yeah, especially now. I think Seattle's drastically improved. But what's amazing is that the betting marketplace actually is pricing C- either they're pricing Dallas even higher than I have them or they're pricing Tennessee even lower. So what's your power rating say between these teams? Oh, only a point and a half difference. So even if you give Dallas. So even with what we think you're giving Dallas the benefit of the doubt, the line here should be four and a half. And that's given Dallas a full three for home field. They've been very good this, Boy, this year at good home. Pick. But I, historically, three, the, the, you can query this, RJ. Like Dallas is a home favorite. It's been a horrible yeah. against the spread prospect long term. Lastly, I'm just looking at football outsiders. Uh, give me one more thing on the game, Fez, and then I, I got, I'm going to look at the Dallas defense. Yeah, I, I really think that the Vrabel coaching edge is significant. If this game is close, if we're going to see a fake punt, if we're going to see something like that, give me Vrabel over the clapper, as you said, because um, that is indeed a huge coaching edge for Tennessee. So if we look at DVOA, uh, but the Dave, which my understanding is, and, and again, one's, 11, uh, one's 12, and the other one's 12. I guess it doesn't matter. So right now, by both metrics on Football Outsiders, and the distinction is do they count the preconceptions coming in the year? Because each week on one of them, they, they count it less and less and eventually doesn't count. But the Dave, I think, still counts a little bit of the preconceptions. But either way, on both views, Dallas's D is 12th in the NFL. So I think it really speaks to that. The yards per play, especially early in the year, you know, we're still only halfway through the year. So much about, you know, was that quarterback in or did he was did they play a backup quarterback? How many road games did they have, et cetera? You've got them third on yards per play. And that yep. Dallas offense is terrible. 29th in the league. They only convert their third down conversion percentage is 31%. Even Tennessee has a 39% third down conversion percentage. They can't get a, you know, they can't complete third downs. Um, and their yards per play and points per play are terrible. They're both in the bottom third of the league, Dallas. We're not talking about a Dallas offense that goes out there and puts up points or yards or converts third downs. So DVOA for the whole team, Dallas 19, Tennessee 25. 
So again, that should not be six and a half. Agreed. All right. I like it. My game. Now listen, sometimes there's an action which is emblematic. Now, what do I mean by that? It means if you do that, it's like a guy that wears a gold gym shirt, but with the real thin, it's not only sleeveless, but you just, you know, it's like, uh, Lee Haney back in the day. <laughs> you remember Lee yes. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get the muscle and fitnesses when you were a kid? No, but <laughs> plenty of people did. They were everywhere. Everyone yeah. used to get them. <laughs> Lee Haney used to have a show. I wonder if it's on YouTube. Quick. Is he would just be lifting. And it looked like it was like in a Ramada Inn. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's like, you know, it's got like maybe a 20 foot by 20 foot room, a universal and some free weights. And just one camera on him. But ESPN would run this in the morning. Sure. You remember yeah. that? And it would just be him monologuing, going like, all right, watch me lift this. And he goes, uh, 10, 10, 12. He goes, now, everyone else in the world would have quit at 10. That's why I'm six times Mr. Universe. I mean, it was, or Mr. Olympia. It was like uh, Ric Flair kind of shit. With <laughs> yeah. Him just lifting by himself. <laughs> it was awesome. All right. But that guy, you know, he's like obsessed with his body. Right? Okay. With the little gold gym and all that. All right. Here's the thing. Who has, if you're a true degenerate, not degenerate, but a true hardcore professional batter, you're open to the bills here. Because in my opinion, Maddie is about as sharp as they come. And he comes at it from a different perspective than Fez, which I love that. But before the show, I go, Maddie, what do you think of the bills? And he said, boy, I like it. He goes, I just can't bring myself to bat it. And that's when I knew my pick had to be the Bills because no one wants the Bills right now, which means it's pure value. We're getting 10. Think about this line. Where do you got Chicago? You got Chicago 12. Yes. So they're slightly above average. Yeah, it's more than slightly. They're above average. Well, I mean, what's their point? They're a point. Yeah, they're 12. They're a point better than average. More than slightly. Okay. One point. I have Chicago 13th, and I think everyone in the world has Buffalo 32nd. Okay. But what I'm saying is, does the 13th team lay 10 on the road to to the worst team? So my numbers would have Chicago one point better than average, Buffalo eight and a half worse, so nine and a half difference. And home field. Yeah, so it does, certainly does seem to be six and a half. Sure. That line makes sense. Six and a half, maybe seven. And my numbers almost completely match Maddie's. I'm a little lower on Buffalo, but we are absolutely in the same neighborhood. Now, Fez, what is your theory on when a team has thrown a lot of interceptions? What do they do the next week? They're very careful with the ball because the, it makes sense. You're a coaching staff, and McDermott's a really good coach, too. He's like a top 10 coach with the worst team in the NFL. This is not like we have to bet on Hugh Jackson here. And. He'll sit down, Peterman, and say, look it. There have been some... RJ, think about when I make a mistake and how you like... You calm, you calm yourself. Sometimes calm. I'm not going to lie, Fez. There was a (laughs) setback there, but here's what we're going to do to make sure it doesn't happen again. We're going to do one focus here, and that focus is going to be ball security. I agree. And this is... Maddie made a great point. If you're Taking the spread on with a dog, the dog on a spread, the total matters because points are more valuable if it's lower scoring. Of course. This is the low thirty at thirty seven, this would be the lowest total of the season. When do you ever see a thirty seven ha- have a ten point home dog? 
you can. And of course, this game for all the listeners is a hundred percent a correlated parlay at every single property in Nevada. Now, which percentage in the NFL? I mean, in college, a lot of the books won't let you do it if the math. Explain the mathematics. The math is if the spread is more than fifty percent of the total. Normally, I think then you can't. Wasn't our three to one? How do you think? Now, of- yeah, it's more like one third. So if, if you've got a thirteen point favorite and the total's thirty nine, they'll take the the correlated parlay dogged under. But if it was like a fifteen point favorite, thirty nine, they would oftentimes reject it. So if you triple it, okay, yeah. So in this case, the math says we're fine. Yeah, right? I, I think ten times three is thirty. I think ninety percent of the Vegas sports books would accept your wager. Not if you walk up and beat your chest and say, "I want a five thousand dollar two teamer." But if you yeah, just, if for you a just, couple hundred bucks, you yeah, two hundred here, three hundred there. Keep it under the radar. Don't even let the manager approve it. Bet so low that it just just flies under the radar. You can bet it twice or three times. That's the way to get that. <laughs> or have your kid walk your little kid walk up, or maybe not the wife. Yes. <laughs> So if you, well, first of all, let's talk about the handicap. You lean, I mean, would you bet the bills or you like this pick? The only thing that keeps me off is the Nathan Peterman effect. Cause it always, I always go back to Rick Ankeel here. Rick Ankeel had all the talent in the world. He was this amazing left-handed pitcher. And one day he couldn't throw the ball between the boxes anymore. Never mind for a strike. And I just wonder, Nathan Peterman looks good in practice. Can does Nathan Peterman completely dissolve when he's actually in real live NFL action? And thus far at a very, very small sample size, the answer has been yes. But if we believe the Bills coach is good, why in the heck did they start? The, they had the whole off season. Who believes they're good? The the, the coach for the Bills. Yeah, I think McDermott's okay. a, an above average coach. Okay, but let's even say even average with a GM, a whole infrastructure. They traded for the the Bengals backup McCarron, and they said, "All right, you're we don't need you." They drafted Josh Allen. They said, "You wait. We're starting with this guy." Even after the catastrophe, the Peterman incident last year, as we call it, which makes me think they had real faith in him. Now, I agree. He's looked horrible in games. Looked good in preseason, actually. Yeah, so you're right. This could get away. It's almost like I'd rather have the Bills on the money line, you know, with the right payoff. Because if he does start fall, you know, if he throws two picks, who knows, right? That's right. And with no quarterbacks left here, I mean, there's just no quarterbacks left in Buffalo. They were playing a guy last little couple of weeks who's been retired. I think, you know, if they fall behind, I don't know that they let him start taking five and seven step drops in the pocket and getting killed. I, I just don't love the Bears. And I hate, I mean, this is probably, I'm going to look it up. This is probably the Bears' biggest road favorite oh my in God. 30 years, right? I, mean, I don't know about 30, but in a while. 1985, they're certainly. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that Rex Grossman Super Bowl year, but they weren't on that. They weren't that good. Yeah. All right. So, Fez, thoughts on it? Yeah, I agree with you completely. I think that the Bills are the rare bird also when they they can have a team. They won two games this year. They're going to have a big home field advantage. Their crowd supports them even in down years. And I actually think Peterman, the pressure might well be a little bit off of him off a of back-to-back bad quarterback play for the team that wasn't him. And let's face it, that New England game against Buffalo, they were playing New England at home. And they should have lost that game by 7 to 10 points. It mm-hmm. was a minor That's what Brad Power said. miracle 
that the New England covered that spread with the 84-yard pick six. And if you can hang in there against the New England team, I mean, the Bears probably have a similar mindset. They got Trubisky. They're worried about him, you know, blowing the game, turning it over. They'll be perfectly happy handing the ball off to Howard and getting out of there with a seven-point win. Okay, so if you do like the Bills on the spread, do you have to bet it with the under? Yeah, maybe I would say split your bet up like 40% with the parlay on the Bills plus 10 to the under 37, 60% on the side on the Bills. And that way, if it somehow goes over, then you still win a little money. Last 30 years, the Bears have been favored by double digits on the road once. October 16, 2006 at Arizona, they were favored by 11 and a half. Once in 30 years. Wow. That's good. How much worse are the Bills right now than the like the Browns last year versus the Bills? The Browns were half a point worse. I had the Browns as a t- 10 points worse than average team, and the Bills I currently have at minus 9.5. Matty, you only have them 8.5. Eight yeah. Well, I think that defense is so good. They went to the playoffs on the back of that defense last year, and that Buffalo defense has actually had a couple of good games this the year. Minnesota game. <clears throat> the Houston game. The Tennessee game. I swear to gosh, the God that... I think I would bet this. If you told, I know this. If you said force play at seven, I would still take the Bills. Agreed. Look, that's an old adage of a good pick. Yeah, and there's an old adage in sports betting that the sharpest guys say that some of the best plays you'll ever make are some of the hardest ones because they're so ugly on paper. And this is an example. If you said you can't, you can't lay it off. You got to go ahead and just make one bet. You can have the Bears at pick them here. How much are you going to bet? Well, normally with a ten point favorite. I want to bet an astronomical amount. Here, I'd be like, oh, maybe a nice car. You know, no more. <laughs> a nice car. Buzz. I, mean, I thought he's going to say a nickel or yeah. something. He says a nice car. Hey, listen. <laughs> you went two super contests. I mean. I'm already a multi-millionaire. I mean, you know, a nice car. I can Uber over here for a year. It's fine. <laughs> All right, guys. So recapping. Uh, Every week he says something that shocks me. That when he says it, it's not what I thought was coming. Like I really thought it was going to be like a nickel or a dime. And he's like, you know, like a like a Shelby Mustang. Uh, all right. Super Contest Gold uh, in second place, a half a game back at pregame. You can look online. I'll be tweeting out our official picks come Sunday on my Twitter at RJ in Vegas. Here's the pick so far. Titans from Mr. The Vig, Matty Holt, plus three on the Steelers from Fez. And I got the guts taking the bills. All right, let's get through it. And by the way, three best bets at the end. Esler's best bet, number two, a great prop bet from Fez and a total bet from the Vig. Lions, Vikings, Vikings at home, four and a half. Fez, you like Minnesota. Yeah, I like the Vikings. I need you guys' help on this one. I don't understand. I got the Vikings four points better than Detroit, and the Vikings have a solid home field advantage. I'm worried about Detroit. Trade Golden Tate. What's their mindset? Minnesota's off a misleading loss last week where they absolutely won the stats big time against the Saints, but turnovers did them in. And yet, in my Big context um, of people that I, I speak with every week. There's two sharp betters I know in the NFL that just give me their picks. They don't tell me why. And they're both on the Lions, and I can't figure it out. So I like the the Vikings, but I have opposition 
What am I missing, gentlemen? Well, listen, look ahead line, which is imperfect, but it it's a gauge of what perception was before the most recent games was Minnesota six and a half. Now, what's happened in the interim? Even opener this week was six. Yes. So good point. So what what happened even in the interim is Detroit got dominated at home. In a matchup play. They can't stop the run against the team that runs the ball the best. Now that's a good point. Another now they do have Snacks Harrison now well, well, from Seattle, the Giants. Seattle doesn't run the ball the best; they just run it the most. The most, okay. I'm sorry, the most. The most. Yeah. yeah, but but you're saying, but we're not talking about Seattle. We're talking about the Vikings, yep. now, right? Yeah, as a running team. Yeah. Okay. So, and on the other hand, Vikings lost a marquee game. But Faz, watching that game, and we talked about this on Straight Out of Vegas. What what did you do with the Vikings after that game? I left their power rating right where it was. At. Me, I did as well. Because if Thielen doesn't fumble the ball, we all agree it's a completely different game. And here's the thing. I actually think the Lions, when they traded for snacks, really made me think, wow, they are trending up. And they had covered five straight before the Seattle game. Now their one problem was Rush D. They bring in a great Rush D guy for $4 million a year, fifth-round pick. But why trade Golden Tate? I mean, it's one thing to have a big brand name and not be as good, you know, you're a little older or whatever. I, I I think Pro Football Focus had Tate as the second most elusive receiver in the game behind OBJ. You know, where's Golden Tate 1 to 32 wide receivers right now? Yeah, it's right around 25, but great yards after catch, as you mentioned. And they say he's one of like the top 10 most precise route runners in the NFL. So if you have the 25th best receiver, your best receiver, and you're like getting ready for a run because they, they were they they're in playoff contention, right? Sure. Anybody why, in that division? Why in trade? Contention. Why trade him? It's a mystery. I, I don't know. It can't be a positive, right? I, I don't. I it certainly can't be looked at as a positive. And the fact that this line has gone down since they traded him is really bewildering to me. I had no opinion on this game to start the week. I felt like it's probably where it should be six, maybe even a little light on Minnesota. But Minnesota's a banged up team. They've dealt with a lot of injuries, so fine. I could see it. But at four and a half or four, as this thing keeps trending down, the the value is certainly getting higher and higher on the Minnesota side. Well, this line move actually happened. Right before the trade. So they you'll be mentioned the opener was six, bottomed out at four, then the news came out about the trade, flipped up, up to five, five, back in the middle at four and a half. I mean, think last thing on this game. The line six and a half, if you bet it last week. In the interim, Minnesota lost a game that they shouldn't have necessarily let's just say there was no downgrade. Detroit gets dominated. You gotta downgrade them off that game, right? Yes. Okay. And Detroit trades their best receiver, one of the top 32 in the league. Yes. I lowered Detroit a point and a half in my ratings. Off of last week's game. Last week's game and the trade and the... So under that theory, six and forgetting key numbers for a second, six and a half becomes eight. Yes. And the line's four and a half. Explain it to me. I can't figure it out. It seems, I mean, in my power ratings, I have Minnesota 2.7 points better than an average football team and Detroit two points worse than an average football team. So you're 4.7 and then add in the home field. I mean, I get to seven. And the motivation's unquestioned. Minnesota needs wins. Yes. Right? For the playoffs. Yes, of course. And, I mean, we know their coach, Zimmer's a great coach, I tell you. Here's something I said last week that I just think is so important. And Maddie, I'd like to get your thoughts on this as we're shifting games. 
if you can't identify why you're getting value, be scared because there's something going on you don't see. I I felt the whole week like I was missing something with that number. And this, I thought six and a half at the look ahead. That's about the right number. That's what I'm saying. So to me, it feels like someone knows something. And we now, uh, I mean, just from your net, I mean, Faz has his network. You've got yours. Are you hearing any rationale for the Detroit? I, I did hear someone and I went back and watched it. Uh, you know, I know a couple of people that actually do work at Football Focus and they send me video clips sometimes. And they said, hey, for whatever reason, Golden Tate and Matthew Stafford didn't seem to be on the same page. They just weren't clicking as well this year. Um, but even with that being said, so maybe they'll need their best la- receiver on the team. Yeah, it might be less of a drop off, but it can't be a good thing. It cannot be a positive. And I heard that Golden Tate was very critical of Patricia after the Jets game and early on in the year. Okay, so if that's the case, that's not a that negative. might be a good. Well, no, let's think about this. For the long term or mid term for the Lions, maybe it's best to get rid of them, but it's not best for the short term yeah. no right you're cleaning house for the future but it hurts you now and there's got to be at least some players in that locker room who have that who have to start wondering are we giving up yeah next game kc chiefs browns chiefs minus nine on the road lost their first game ats last week if you count the monday night or against denver as a win it was a it was against the late number for kc fez you like the under here I do. So we've got your favorite stat here, right? The eight point plus underdog at home. We look to play under in those games. So right now, and and I have never seen this anywhere. And two weeks ago, I've uncovered it, and it's been two and zero since. So I, I I don't know if I'm playing it here, but um, if a home dog is eight or more, last twenty three games, there's been two overs and twenty one unders. And we played it Monday night. When R.J. Bell speaks, believe it or not, Fezzik listens. Well, I thought that was a good one. Yeah. Um, the logic's there, right? The team doesn't care about margin, the big road favor. And the home team, if they're a little embarrassed, the effort's going to help them on defense usually. We saw that with Buffalo for sure. Yeah, and I think we got a case here where, we're frankly, we're concerned about Cleveland's ability to move the ball. So Freddie Kitchens takes over, offensive coordinator. I don't know anything about him, but I would imagine that he's not going to be running a whole bunch of double reverses and innovative plays, having just taken over how the heck to like figure out how even to call the plays. I don't think they're going to go no huddle or suddenly start to hurry. And because of that, I think Cleveland even if they play with more energy, will be limited on offense, but probably play better on defense. The, the, the old emotional bump, whether you hated your coach or loved him, you get rid of him. Usually everyone plays hard the first game after. And let's look at the Chiefs. The Chiefs, Tyreek Hill is Mr. Incredible. He's the flash. He's so fast. It's almost impossible to stop him. He's got a groin injury. I'm not even sure he's going to play. And the weather is supposed to be bad with a chance for showers. A lot points to the under. Hmm. Started swaying me there. First thoughts on the total. First, I like that side. If I if I was going to play the total here, I, I would certainly play the under, and I would play it for the reason that I'm on the underdog, and I love underdogs of a touchdown Ooh. or more anytime the first game after the coach gets fired. We normally do see that motivational uptick in that first game. Players trying to go out there and put on a good show, um, play with some effort. I think that'll be the case here with the Browns. 
Look, we know that of the eight major offensive statistical categories I track, the Browns are no better than uh, 18th in any of them, 23rd average in many of them. Uh, But one of the problems has been is this defense has actually underperformed a little bit in the last month. This was an above average defense that's playing like a bottom third the last month. I think that's where you'll see the uptick this week is on the defensive side of the ball. And for that reason, I could only land on Cleveland. So is that a lean or a like? Lean on lean Cleveland. Well, I tell you, if you want to do a little betty wetty, we can do the green button. No, I mean, I sent you my like. <laughs> Cleveland wasn't one of them. Oh, he's starting to blank, Fez. He's starting to blank. I, I don't think I can bet anything but KC here. And here's why. One, they've lost 100 hours of prep. Let's assume 50 a week, which is not a lot for an NFL coach. Okay. They lost their OC. They lost... Hugh Jackson, those hundred, maybe they, maybe Hugh Jackson was the worst coach in the league, but he still was a professional level coach. He was a heck of a coordinator at Cincinnati. That was the best year for the Bengals, right? Yeah. They had a lot of weapons also. Yeah. Well, he made them weapons. Those guys haven't really been weapons since, have they? No. Uh, AJ Green's a weapon. They they had Sanu and Jones. So those guys with AJ Green, that that team was loaded. Yeah. And he, I mean. Tyler Eifert and. So Belichick, Brady, I mean, he he was a good coordinator. He let's was. just say that. 50 hours or so gone. Haley, obviously, was a fine coordinator, gone. And now you got Freddie Kitchens. That sounds like a guy like in a mob movie. Like, no, no, <laughs> Freddie Kitchens owns that block. Defensive coordinator Tommy two times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. And the fact of the matter is that who in the heck thinks that Greg Williams is even a good D coordinator? Now he's the head, the head of Bounty Gate. How the, is he the, still employed? The, the conspirator of Bounty Gate is now the head coach, and they're distracted all week. I, I think, and 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 lastly, let's think of the team. The team is saying, "Wait a minute, we won one game in thirty-two. We've won two out of eight, or seven, or eight. Yeah, two out of eight. And he's got fired. Why didn't you fire him before the season? It's like I get firing him now, but if you're firing him now, why not fire him before the season? So the team's thinking more dysfunction. Who knows what Baker Mayfield's doing? You think he's being real calm about all it? I tell you, I hate the Chiefs in this spot because, like we said, it's a road favorite. They've had a tough schedule, but I can't think the. I would love the Browns to be like plus three at the Jets. I'd make a monster bet on the Jets. Like a team where it was a competitive game. Sure. Here, it's just the, there's a big favorite. You sure you don't want to bet? Yeah. <laughs> I think I swung you a little bit there. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I don't know. You don't make money betting on those Cleveland Browns. Well, yeah, we, no. We know that. Jets. You you want to jump in, Mayor? No, I don't want to. I saw you poking your head out of the control. I was going to see if he was going to do it. Oh, you were you were going to jump in. <laughs> oh, he's like, Mackie's tricky. Yeah. I mean, he's got more physic in him than you realize. <laughs> <laughs> Jets, Dolphins. Dolphins at home favored by three. Fez, you pass. Maddie, you got to lean on this one. 
Yeah, I'm going to lean with the Jets here. I actually think this is a good spot for the Jets. Miami's offense been a little disarray with the quarterback change and the injuries and Brock Osweiler starting and some injuries to wide receiver. And, you know, the Jets are coming off a really bad offensive game uh, against the Chicago Bears, but they've also had some really good offensive uh, games this year with Sam Darnold where the offense wasn't a problem as much as it just was turnovers in those games. And this feels like it's a revenge spot for New York in season for a game where Miami got up big like 20 to 3 early barely held on to beat the Jets in that game now they come back and get a revenge spot in better weather Uh, I think the Jets are healthier I think it's a better spot for them with revenge on their mind and I'm going to take the points with the J-E-T-S Jets 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 that's Matty Holt Fez you pass give me one factor on each team Uh, I'm worried about Darnold on the road. He's been ineffective, averaging just over five yards per pass attempt. And frankly, I don't know if Robbie Anderson and Anunua are going to play his two wide receivers that didn't play last week. If Darnold doesn't have any wide receivers, I can't back the Jets. Who was that player you said? Anunua. Satyavagiswaran. The first name goes as follows. L-A-K-S-H-M-A-N-A-N. And the last name is S A T S and Thomas H Y A V A G I S W A R A N. Everyone's like, that seems funny, but what's going on? <laughs> I didn't think Anunwa was that bad. Like, that's not one of the worst names in football. He was struggling with it, though. Yeah. <laughs> Robbie Anderson. I don't know if he's playing also, and he's better than Anunwa. All right. So I'm just looking up football outsiders. I'm interested. I think the Jets need to run the ball. I mean, it's really that simple. If they can run. The- Here's an interesting thing to think about. Right, really quick. Where do you have these two teams on your power rankings? Because I actually have the Jets about a third of a point better right now. Yeah, I got the Jets a point better, but that assumes they've got their wide receivers. So if you have a team a point better and you're catching three in a division matchup, doesn't it feel like the value has to land on New York at least? Has to be New York or pass. Yes, as long as I've got my wide receivers. Yeah. Advantage Miami for 10 days off also. So Dolphins are 16th on Rush D. So yeah, I'm going to pass too. You're listening to R.J. Bell's Dream Preview. Now back to R.J. Bell's Dream Preview. Next game, Falcons-Redskins. Redskins one and a half at home. Fez, you lean with the Skins. Yeah, and just a lean. I got to tell you, RJ, I thought I was going to be betting the Falcons, like plus three and a half in this game. The five and two Redskins, who I have marked as being an overrated team in Atlanta's um, injury problems, even though they're off a bye, that will help. They still have a ton of guys that are out. But then I'm staring at the spread, and what's this? The Redskins, no respect at all in the marketplace, only minus one and a half. I've got Washington as the slightly better team. Most people think they're much better. If they're the slightly better team, even with a minimal home field advantage, I got to look their way, minus one and a half for a lean. I'm confused about this Falcons team. So I just was at the GVR and cashed my ticket when we had the Fal- or I had the Falcons minus three against Tampa. Had that the whole way. <laughs> now you like the other side there, if I remember. Yeah, you want action? You want I'll give you action. I'll On take Atlanta if you want Washington. No, he just said he doesn't. What what Fess said he didn't. What I'm saying is I'm confused that the assumption is Tampa Bay and the Falcons were even teams. 
a couple weeks ago, right? Now the Falcons are better than the Redskins. Well, how were Atlanta and Tampa Bay even? I mean, Atlanta the line dropped all the way down to like 3.8, but 3.8 no, 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 is three, not even. No, I it, it was 3 minus 110 all over the place. Come get, in fact, it didn't two, it go. It was two, I called it 2.9 at one yeah, point. Really? Like you, you could minus get three, three even money. You yeah. could get minus three even money. You must not be remembering it right. Yeah. It was but, Atlanta at home versus Tampa. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And it was three even money. I bet at Friday, I at three minus 110 at GPR. I had a bet at three and a half. Yeah. And Maybe that was the contest number. No, no, you had a bet at three and a half. Yeah. Right you liked Atlanta minus three and a half. We were discussing it actually we had on it, air. We and had we said it in the contest. moved to three. Remember yeah. that? Yeah. We had it, but we actually laid three and a half in the contest thinking that we would. Oh, yeah. I had a bet at three and a half and lost. Yeah, you guys exactly. had three and a half in the co- laid three and a half exactly. in the contest and won. Yeah. But at the market closed to three. Okay. Tampa Bay Let's and agree Atlanta on that. is even. All right. And Atlanta has a better home field than most. So, okay. Now, would Tampa be plus one and a half? I know, I know it's been a few weeks, but would Tampa be plus one and a half here? I think Washington's one of those teams that you don't always have to just get turnovers to be fortunate in spots. Sometimes you, you know, like against Carolina, you hold on and your, your 20 points is enough. And, you know, the, you know, we talk about how bad the, the Dallas Cowboys offense has been this year, averaging less than two touchdowns a game. Washington, you know, who scored less points than the Dallas Cowboys this year? The Washington Redskins. You know, you talk about YPP differentials. There's a big one here. I'm going to go ahead and, and think that this one regresses to the norm a little bit. And I think, look, I don't love this game either because I'm with you, Fez. I think I, I would have liked to have taken Atlanta plus three, and that doesn't exist. But I certainly don't want the skins here. Well, actually, the YPP for both teams, the differentials, I think you're talking about the offense. but Yeah, the it, offensive YPP right. numbers is a huge, huge gap. But but the differentials say both these teams are, are average teams. Yes. Of course, the reason Atlanta's not average is because their defense is so bad. Yeah, all the injuries. Has Atlanta's health on D gotten much better? No, their guys are all out. They're well, all the same guys. guys are still out, but you have to assume that the backups are at least getting more reps that's in the what position. We, that's what we were thinking <laughs> Saying that every week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, next game. So no action there. Saints, Rams. Boy, Fez, is it me or Matty Holtz? Like, uh, what would you call it? Like a standing eight count almost. So he doesn't want any bats, it seems like. I just tried to get a bet going. <laughs> the very last game we talked about. <laughs> Saints. Oh, this is a good one. Saints at home favored by one and a half against the Rams. Fez, you like the Saints. I do like the Saints. And we spoke about this in Straight Out of Vegas, how whenever I get in a situation where I've got a clear-cut best team and I got another team that considers themselves, knows that they're the second best team, whether it's in a conference, whether it be in a certain subdivision, in this case, the NFC. The Saints are clearly the second best team and the Rams are the best team. So I got number two hosting number one. And what always seems to happen is that that home field advantage goes through the roof for this game. So I've got a Saints team that is my third best home field advantage in the NFL Three and a half points better than an average home field, but I expect the dome to be completely rocking. And because of that, even though my power ratings say the spread is right where it should be, I like the Saints. With Colin Cowherd's top 10 this week, he had the Saints as the best team. Now, obviously, the fact they're not laying three here says the market disagrees, but it just shows you the narrative with the semi sharp, you know, knowledgeable sports fan, obviously with Colin is, oh, look, Saints just beat the Ravens. Saints just beat Minnesota. 
This team is, is, you know, Drew Brees is having an MVP season and the D's average. But we just said Minnesota, you know, it, it wasn't like the Saints won that game. Right? Minnesota lost it. And we're looking at the Ravens now saying, wait a minute, the Ravens just got dominated by Carolina. Are we a little high on the Saints maybe? And that's my question. So the look ahead two weeks ago prior to the Baltimore game, and I actually made a wager on the New Orleans Saints was plus two in this game. Now I'm laying a point and a half. Now, so was this the look ahead? Like a, It was one of those, you know, games of the year okay, where they so offer the, like so three or four two, every two week. Two weeks ahead. Yes. So Baltimore's happened since for the Saints and Minnesota's happened. Correct. Okay. So they played two games and so haven't the Rams. Rams obviously won both games. So didn't the Saints, but, you know, combined 4-0. But now what they're saying is with both of these teams winning both of their games, that the Saints have suddenly improved, have closed that, that gap by three and a half points. I don't think that's the case. Even though I have a bet on New Orleans and I'm kind of in a hedge position now, even if I wasn't, if you said you have to bet this game right now, I'm going to go bet the, the LA Rams at plus 05. And I mean, Fez, on SOV, we were talking about, oh, maybe the Saint or the Rams are tired because they had a bunch of road. This is their, what, fourth road game? Last five, yes. In five weeks. But the Saints got to be tired, too. Yeah. They also played four road games last five before coming home here. So I th- I feel like the Saints are a duck shoe tape play. It's it's a, and, and I got a trend that backs them up. And the logic here is real strong. Eight no or better teams. That are underdogs. Last 30 years, 8 and 19 straight up, 10, 16 and 1 against the spread. And it's the same logic we have in college football when you have a ranked team that's an underdog to an unranked team. It's the Haystack Hank mentality. Wait a minute. I get the ranked team and the points? Gimme, gimme, gimme. Well, here you get the undefeated team and the points. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Which means the bookmakers very comfortable being lopsided on the Rams. And probably the poster child for this trend, if you go back to the great 1984 Bears team that went 15-1 and when they went to Miami. Now, that was the 85 Bears, 85 right? Bears, 85, yeah. correct. Yes, you're, you're, you are correct. And it, it, that was maybe, week 13 on Monday Night Football. Maybe not the best example because I think the Bears were only laying three and a half, but I remember in Chicago, everyone was like, how could the Bears not be laying 10 in this game? That's crazy. And they got rolled. That Marina could throw. I will say this. The total on this game will be the most used total in teasers of the week, and it won't be close. Teasers? Yes. Like teasing Because it's the highest total. Or? It's the highest total of the year. But that's so the one all, you shouldn't tease. I understand. But the highest total of the year, you know all these guys will say, oh, my God, it's 60. There's never a 60. They're going to tease it up to 66 and tease the under. You said there's Ooh. never been a 60. I, RJ, I don't this remember. This year. This year, there's I, never this been year, a This year, last year, any year, I don't remember any 60s. No, I'll look it up as we're going. So right now, Fez, your power ratings, what's the difference in these teams? Uh, got them two and a half points separated. So if we give Saints three and a half, the line's exactly right. Correct. Yeah. And so, so why I like the Saints? Because of that. I, I've made so much money betting the number two team, hosting the number one team. It's like it's like it just wins. I can't explain But, it. but I think the team being undefeated puts them on the – it's back to that, does the amp go past 10? The Ram, do you think the Rams are any less motivated for this game? I, I would prefer to say that the Saints are more motivated. I don't want to say the Rams are less motivated because the Rams are going to be sky high for the game. 
But you know, if the Saints win this game. And who's game, the coaching edge in this game? But it has to go to the Rams. McVay has to be no. the hottest coach in football no. right now. No. I mean, he's calling all the... Re- They're both great. I mean, even what Gurley did, I think, is a testament to what McVay's doing. What... I mean, I think he's pulling all the right buttons, and those why, guys who believe everything he said. Then why didn't he kick to the two-yard line instead of a yard into the end zone? I tell you this, guys. One thing we got to start talking about on Friday night, and we haven't really, you know, I just text Maddie, hey, updated five, is if you look, everyone in this goal is picking the same. Yes. They're not all picking the same team, but it's the same logic every yeah. freaking game. And... Remember, this is winner take all, which I wish it weren't, right? I would love to right now we all the top ten, yeah. right? But I think we gotta get contrary or at least avoid I think we've done a good job of avoiding some obvious losers. That not obvious losers, Baltimore, but obvious picks that have lost. Baltimore minus two last week when that line started to leak into three. Yeah, I agree with that. That's a good example. And we and we did stay away from the Bears against the Pats that week where you know, big line moves. So that's helped us too. But I think we got to do more of that. And I think this is a game. My gut feeling is this will be a top five gold pick, the Saints. Yeah. So essentially what you can do is you can play contrarian by just not playing it. You can just so, sit on the sideline and root sure. for the Rams. That's what I'm saying. I don't think, even though Fez likes this one and it feels like a smart play, I, 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 I personally think right now we stay off this one. That's my th- feeling. I agree. And like I said, I made a bet two weeks ago on the Saints plus two in this game. So I'm just, you know, it's a small play. I'm going to ride it out. Okay. Last thing here. There's been f- two games above 60. So 49ers, Rams, and 2000. Total was 62. Greatest show in turf. Falcons, Packers in the playoffs in si- 16th season. Was 60 and a half. Mm. This is 30 years, and we know there wasn't any before that. Hmm. Third highest total ever. I'm a big fan of Simply Safe, home security. They're ready for anything thrown at them. Storm takes out the power. Simply Safe is ready. And true to cut your phone line. Simply Safe is ready. Whatever shenanigans. A lot of people think it may be overkill. Maybe you don't need to protect yourself, your family, your children. Wait a minute. That doesn't make sense. You want to protect them. No doubt about it. Simply safe. Home security is always ready. Could be hugely expensive, no doubt, but it's not. It's fair. In fact, the price is surprisingly modest. You get 24-7 professional security monitoring for just $14.99 a month. Less than 15 bucks, And it's a free roll. Why? You try it. Don't like it. Cancel. No contracts. No hidden fees. I recommend Simply Safe. Check it out. Go to simplysafe.com slash dream. D-R-E-A-M. That's simplysafe.com slash dream to protect your home and family today. Think about that. What are you protecting? Your home and your family. Simplysafe.com slash dream. If you've been thinking about getting a security system, Simply Safe is a great option. It's low risk because, like we said, no contracts, and it helps out the Dream Preview. SimplySafe.com/dream. Finally, Under Armour. I love the big brands embracing sports betting, embracing pregame.com, and 
the Dream Preview. You know, they have two exciting new collections. One is called Vanish. It's engineered from Under Armour to be more breathable. You feel lighter, less distracted, quick drying, won't cling or chafe. Who wants chafing? Let's be candid. And think about it is what's one of the things that you strive for when you work hard, when you have success, you want everything in order, right? You want to be correct, as they say. Well, new Under Armour stuff certainly gives you that feeling. They have another new collection, Perpetual. There's design and details that improve the way your body moves. Now, that's a great phrase, improves the way your body moves. Now, thinking about moving bodies, Under Armour has Map My Run. You can track your runs, log your workouts, and tap into coaching with Under Armour's Map My Run. And they sync this app with Under Armour's connected running shoes or other devices like the Samsung smartwatch. Download Under Armour's Map My Run in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store to get a free 30-day trial of premium, the premium for new users and take control of your goals today. Now that's the first time we've had that offer. So one more time, download Under Armour's Map My Run and you can do that at Apple or Google. And for the first time, a 30-day free trial of their premium offerings. Take advantage. Sunday Night Football, Patriots, Packers, line is six in the Super Contest. Five and a half is the market price. Faz, you lean. Yeah, I lean to Green Bay. It's not a like because I hate betting against the Patriots because they do things like they did last week against Buffalo and find ways to cover. But the buy sign, it was blinking big time on Green Bay. Rodgers is healthy. His wide receivers are all back. The defense off the bye week improved and Frankly, they should have beaten the Rams. They outplayed the Rams for most of the game. My only concern, of course, is this whole ha-ha Clinton Dix letting him go. And is there something going on with this team that I'm unaware of? But the mere fact that the Patriots, I made the case, and this was probably me reverse engineering too much against Buffalo, but I said, this is a one-dimensional offense. If Sony Michelle isn't healthy, they can't run the ball. They don't have a real running back. James White is basically a wide receiver. And Brady, I don't know how his ability to, to go deep right now, um, he's, he's using the horizontal passing game way too much, and I don't think that'll be enough to separate and cover big spreads. So, Michelle, I was a little skeptical how important he was on the radio, but Mike Lombardi, who knows the Pats really well, was saying, listen, Pats without Michelle are, are one-dimensional. So I think I, wa- I wait and see if he's going to play or not. But I li- at five and a half with Michelle, I like the Pats. Like, I'd bet it. That's my thoughts. Matty. I kind of like New England here, too. And look, having Cordell Cordell Patterson and and even Julian Edelman running the football last week uh, didn't seem to slow their offense down a ton. Buffalo knew they had to throw the ball every play, and Brady still threw for 300-something yards. They did bog down in the end zone a little bit, but that's against a much tougher defense and the crappy cold of Buffalo against a division opponent with familiarity with what you do. They still move the ball all day between the 20s. 
I'm not going against the Patriots at home in a, with a in this game with a line less than seven with that horrendous Green Bay de- defense. Uh, it's a pass for me, but if you force me to bet, I'm laying it. You know, I just if just, I'm playing it, I'm laying it. <laughs> we know who says that. Sounds like something from Days and Confused. Um, <laughs> I just decided I'm going to spend Friday night. This doesn't sound too exciting, actually. Profiling the other people in the gold near us. I like it. I'm going to just put all their picks in. I'm pretty good at, and you're pretty good at that too, Fez. You know, I'll send you the data and we can, I want to start metagaming these fuckers, right? Oh, wait. <laughs> Beep. <laughs> these uh, fellow combatants there right now. You know, the when I won my second super contest, and Maddie, I don't know if this was your entry. Yeah, that's the year I finished second. So I, I, actually, I actually spent a good amount of time profiling what you played, and I came to the conclusion this is pretty much what you. So were you didn't know play. who he was. I had no idea, and so I played. You said, "Boy, this guy got lucky." No, I actually got lucky. <laughs> I actually oh, was Matty the one that got lucky. Hurting his neck, nodding yeah. right now. Because I, as it turned out, I played a game that I really needed to win in order to win the Tennessee Titans, and they got completely outplayed the whole game. And I laid four, and they somehow won by four. I didn't even get a win out of it. I got this, a push. This sounds like like some bad beat story in, in like fantasy football. It was a good beat. You know what's funny? The way he went. You know, when I won my second Super Contest. Welcome to Mirage, Mr. Papa Giorgio. <laughs> and if I told you all the details of that game, Seattle Fortune won from the 19-yard no, line. Don't thing. kick the field goal. <laughs> We'd be talking about when Fez won in 2008 and Maddie won in 2009. But we're not. Fast probably wouldn't be here. Yeah. I'd be like Harrington, you know, top that, three. Yeah. Top he'd three finishes. He'd have a place down at the double down near <laughs> yeah. the double down. Yeah, double on down. Yeah. On, on Swenson. Yeah. I'd have a condo. <laughs> See, a, you saved his life, yeah. man. You're fine. All right. <laughs> Next game, Tampa Bay Panthers. Boy, you've been fading the pan. They've just been beating you up. Yeah. <laughs> Six and a half. A lot of people saying that O line. I think a lot of these premises, they're now 27 and six at home, straight up, Carolina. Favored by six and a half here. You like Tampa. Yeah, but I'm going to have to downgrade the like because I like Tampa because that offense is clicking so much. I love Fitzmagic now taking over for Winston. I get it. I'm the Waffle House. I keep changing my opinion. But right now, I think the team will respond with them. But Mike Evans and Fitzmagic really click together, as does Deshaun Watson. Deshaun. Jackson, excuse me, the top two wide receivers. But Evans, I don't know if he's going to play. He's questionable. He had 170 yards against the Bengals. We need our number one wide receiver if we're Tampa because our defense can't stop anyone, RJ. We need our offense to click. I lean toward Tampa Bay as well for the same reasons. But Hold on. Mu- this was one of your five likes. I know, but you the, can't. you're just a friend. Right, I like you're, you're Tampa. Running, you're right. I like scared. Tampa. Yeah, you're I like Tampa scared. in this case. Well, but all, and I back Tampa every week. I just love teams getting more than a field goal in the NFL that have an offense that's, that's explosive. And look, I was on Tampa plus four and a half last week and bet Tampa again in game yeah, plus like, 13 and a half. And look, that offense is the perfect come flying through the back door late offense because they could throw the football downfield. And anytime I'm catching more then three or four with them. I love to play them, and that's the case again this week. This is an amazing stat I put on Twitter at RJ in Vegas for all the wisdom. NFL teams plus four in turnover margin. That's what the Bengals were against Tampa. Had covered 22 straight games against the spread. 
And then finally, Tampa covered, even though the Bengals were plus four. So first time a minus four team had covered in 23 straight games. And in the last 30 years, it's 96% of the time a plus four team covers. Probably higher if we don't count Cleveland Browns games. So to me, that really is an indictment on the Bengals. Here's the thing about Tampa. And if you want to bet... At six, I'd bet you. So I'll let you ponder it as I'm telling you my story here. Well, not story, but handicap. Cutter's, who knows what's going on here, but Cutter feels attached at the hip to Winston. Yeah, I don't like the quarterback change. I would really like Tampa. There'd be no so, hesitation. So Fess says he's now upgrading because of Fitzpatrick. You aren't. Uh, no. Is that because on the field or complexity? This is what I don't like that he's doing. Hey, Fitzmagic was hot. Uh, we don't know if we're going to go back to Winston when he comes back. Oh, shoot. Fitzmagic threw a bunch of picks. We're going with Winston. Winston gets hot. The offense was fine under Winston. They were moving the ball at will again. Uh, Winston throws four picks against the Bengals, and Fitzmagic leads them back to tie the game. I'm going back with Fitzmagic. I don't like that flip-flopping. And is he going to flip-flop again as soon as Fitzmagic throws four picks? Because he's at just as prone to do that as Jameis is. So I actually... I don't think it's an upgrade. Well, Jameis is leading the league in interceptions, right? Yeah. Despite only playing two-thirds of the game. And, I mean, over his career, he's thrown a lot in. He does throw a ton of picks. To me, it feels like Cutter, they had to play Winston. Well, here's the catch-22. Winston's 50 years guaranteed if he gets hurt. So every second he's on the field, they're risking $20 million sure. next year for a guy they probably are not going to sign his, his, you know, the fifth year. So, but they wanted to see enough of him to make sure they didn't want to sign him. Once they said, the minute they pulled him is the minute they said he's not going to be on this team. Yeah. To me, Cutter, you had to think he was thinking, oh my God, because Cutter was Winston's handpicked guy. Because Fitzmagic isn't your quarterback in no. five years. So if you, or even next year, probably. Yeah. So if you're going to clean house with a quarterback, you probably just clean out the coach that was Winston's guy. So now his coach is so conflicted. It just feels like the dynamic with the contract guaranteed cutter that can't be a positive and for Tampa. Who, and who knows? This might this change may have been dictated down from the ownership. Yeah. And, so I don't want to lay a lot of points with the Panthers, especially a team that can be flat. Like once you start expecting them to win, they can be flat. But and boy, it's a division game too, so you're laying a bunch of points in division. But this is actually. Dave Esler's best bet. And then after this, we have Maddie's bonus best bet. Without telling me who Dave's on, I'll make a deal with you. If Dave's best bet is Carolina, I will go ahead and take the plus six with Tampa for a bet with you. <laughs> the nemesis. Now, <laughs> and Dave's been hot. <laughs> well, let's see. Let's see. Don't know about the future. That's anybody's guess. Ain't no good the funny thing is, Esler has been at pregame like eight years. So steady. So Every pick, <laughs> yeah. like he's like, he's literally like 54.5% over like 5,000 picks. They're like, how far do you have to go to find that, Fez? Long way back. <laughs> and so, but Maddie, and, and that's the thing I like about Esler. He doesn't handicap in the Vegas bubble. Sure. We're all afraid 
to say things that the other guys are going to whisper. Oh, uh, he doesn't know what he's talking about. You see, and he'll just lay favor to go and, against the pinnacle lean. Yeah. No problem. <laughs> and, so <laughs> to me, that is super valuable. Sure. Follow him on Twitter at Dave underscore Esler E S S L E R. Let's see if me and Maddie have a bet. Best bet. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is a classic case to me of buy low, sell high, or some would call it perception or reality. First three games of the season, Fitzpatrick under center. The guy throws for 400 yards in all three games. Rough first half. He's benched against the Bears. Why? I don't, honestly don't know. I think the Jabu ship has sailed out of Tampa Bay for the last time. Panthers, off a big win against a physical Ravens team, have a short week at Pittsburgh Thursday night. Tough spot. Bucks are a division opponent. Panthers versus division opponents the last three years, four and ten straight up, four and ten against the spread. I think the Bucks have the most dangerous offense the Panthers have seen. And as a home favorite of seven or less, Carolina is 0-5 the last three years. I think Sunday night that becomes 0-6. That's against a spread, which is interesting. Competitive games. Sure. I mean, it's a small number. All right, well, man, no bet, I guess. By the way, Esler's going to be out here in a couple weeks. This will be a fun oh, little. Oh, yeah. It'll be like a crossfires every <laughs> game. All right, two more picks left. Listen, we haven't had one bet yet. So if we don't get a bet out of these two games, we got to just bet something random. Okay. What are you betting? I'm going to go back. Maddie said he wanted the uh, the Washington game. I'll, t- I'll take the Redskins minus one and a half. Okay, I'll take Atlanta. You got it. Three, three. Three to one, yeah, three. Yeah. All right. I was going to have us like, like, you know, like look at the handle at like Monmouth Park or something. <laughs> and if the last number was even or odd, just something to have a bet. I tell you what, if you would have <laughs> proposed to me that the betters in Nevada could lose less than 9% of the handle, that's a bet I would have made big, but they didn't accomplish it last month. I'm sorry, September. September. In Nevada. The betters lost RJ almost, I believe, 574 million wagered, and they managed to lose almost 10%. I thought it was over. I thought it was 573 million, lost 58, I mean, lost 58.1. So it was like 10. They lost 10. They lost 10% when a. A drunk baby, as you like to say, picking well, but loses four point five percent and loses. That's if you're laying eleven to ten. It's all the teasers and the half points and the and the parlay cards. It would be we would be hard pressed to find a way to lose ten percent. I don't lose at all. The baseball futures market closes the end of September. Cubs three to one. (laughs) It's like Pesci and Casino because I will not lose money. (laughs) Were you laying it or take? I was, I was taken. <laughs> it's like, why do you got that money rolled up for me? All right. Two more games left. Chargers, Seahawks. Now, this is a game. One and a half. Seattle at home. Boy, a lot of respect for the Chargers. Fez passes. Maddie, what do you think? I'm going to play this as my total this week, under 48. We already talked about the Seattle Seahawks run the football, a larger percentage of their offensive plays than any team in the entire NFL. Maybe the Chargers get Melvin Gordon back this week, and they revert back to the run as well, as as they prefer to be a run-first team behind Melvin Gordon, even throwing the ball to the backs behind Phillip Rivers. I actually think this total is a little bit high. The Seattle defense has been playing a lot better the last five weeks, and at home, the le- with that team on a little bit of a momentum roll now. I think the crowd will be back into it. It's a tough place for opposing offenses. I like under 48. 50 degrees. 
chance, very good chance for a light rain. That's not going to hurt. I think it's a fine handicap you just put forward. Hmm. I like it. I like I like Seattle here. I just am not high on the Chargers. I get the whole Kansas City and um, Rams were their only two losses, but who, what's their best wins? That's a good question. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to remember. They beat San Francisco for sure. Who else have they? Beat? That's their best win. No, I'm trying to remember their wins. Though. <laughs> they beat they beat the Raiders. They beat San Francisco. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I mean they're not good. You're right. I can't remember any good ones. And and they I, beat the Buffalo Bills. Okay. They beat the San Francisco 49ers, the Oakland Raiders. So no team the better Cleveland than Browns. No team better than 25. Uh, and the Tennessee Titans when Vrabel went for two instead of kicking the extra point to tie. I mean, so where you got Tennessee in your power ratings? 22nd. So they haven't beat one team in the top 20 in the NFL. No. However, the Chargers, believe it or not, RJ, for my pure yards per play Well, yeah, because they haven't played anybody. Well, they played two really good teams, but <laughs> yeah, well, okay. they're still, they're ranked number one. They're better than the Rams. They're plus 1.1 yards per play. They How, always are, and they always lose these close games. Because their and, coach is horrendous. And, and, and where's the toughest place in the NFL to play? Seattle. And yeah. it's a beach kid. I, I'm beach, liking beach, it. And it's a beach city kids going to 50 degrees and a cold rain. Mac, you want to bet against me? No. Eh, I didn't think so. <laughs> All right, I like I'm gonna Seattle probably won't get a lot. I bet more that's an interesting question. Well, more than half the gold people that do pick this game pick Chargers. It will depend on A, if Melvin Gordon plays, and B, what the reaction is to what happens when he gets announced as probable. Because if he does get announced as probable and that line goes to like Seattle pick him or something and everyone goes, oh, I can get one point, one and a half or two points of value by laying Seattle, then they will. The line in the gold contest is Seattle minus two. So if if we see this line stay at one and a half. That's going to keep so many of the gold people just hate to play a number, even on a two that's worse than market. Well, we might be going contrary there. If you guys don't mind. All right. Last game, Texans Broncos pick them or in the contest Broncos are one Faz, This is your prop of the week. I really like this one, RJ. Let me make my case. So Denver jettisons out Demarius Thomas. He's going to make 17 million next year. Probably a good long-term move. However, concerns about how is the uh, the how are the fans going to react? How is the team going to react? Um, they do have a good number one wide receiver in Sanders. Their number two wide receiver is now Sutton. He's a young kid, a lot of promise, but he's only had 17 receptions in eight games, so he's averaging right around two per game. So. If there's one thing I would do if I was the Denver coach and Denver management, I'd be like, you know what? Let's go ahead and feature him and target him more than we normally would that wide receiver Sutton. I expect that the odds makers are not dummies, that they're going to go ahead and juice up his number, expected number of receptions, probably to three from what had been two. I will still go over three happily because I think he's going to get targeted double what he has been previously. And he is the number two wide receiver for Denver. And no one stuffs the run like Houston. So I think that Denver's going to have to throw more anyways. So buy price here is over three minus 110. I'll lay up to minus 140. Wow. Fez likes this one. Who's to say this baby just comes out at two? 
Because you always say they don't think about these it, it's things. It's certainly possible, although it, it was such a big story. It was like the lead story on Wednesday, yeah. all these trades, you know, at so, the deadline. So, Matt, here's a bet we made on the call. Just get your quick thought before we end this is, all right, everyone's talking Alabama first half, right? It's been winning, second half's been losing. We project that the line would be, and tell me if you agree, first half in normal circumstances, 14 and a half point favorite would be eight. Mm-hmm. Correct. Okay. We, me and Brad bet Fez, we thought this opens a bookmaker. So just pick a good random book, but that was the one. Uh, over eight, eight and a half. Not, it doesn't matter, but it's not eight. It's over eight. Our thinking is LSU's really good defender suspended the first half. So that might affect them. And they're getting crushed. I heard Bondanovich saying, this is one of the great runs we've seen where everyone's betting first half. Would you think it opens eight or opens above eight? Eight. Ooh. You want to do an extra little bit on that? No. Because it is too public. I, it's you know, very, very public at this point. All right. I was going to actually back out, too. It's like this guy took more bets in the last. I started thinking, I'm betting this guy that has taken, like, how many billions of dollars of bets over the last five years? But I do think eight's the favorite. <laughs> and uh, what, I was okay. t- what I was telling RJ is that. But you didn't want to bet it at even money. Yeah, fine. I'll bet. No, but now I'm backing it. Oh. No, I'm backing it up. <laughs> we, we all talk about how much sharper the bookmakers have gotten, and they have gotten sharper. But the truth is, is it's the betters betting the openers have gotten a lot sharper. So yeah, but this is once it's being discussed. That's yeah. the key. There's, but you got to put up. You gotta I put up the, the NHL. Hey, listen, and, listen. Once the bet goes yeah. down, the talking can stop. All right, all right. That's the good part of it. Um, Matty, you actually like the Texans. This is my second favorite play of the week this week. I love the Houston Texans in this spot. Start 0-3, five straight wins for the Houston Texans. And, you know, everyone talks about this offense and for a lot of good reasons. The best wide receiver in football. Uh, Watson starting to really come around and play his best football. Lamar Miller over 200 and I think 30 yards rushing in the last two weeks on only 40 carries. So he's starting to get going in the running game. But what really gets me on Houston here is the myth and the concepts that this Denver defense, you know, is so good still. 5.9 yards per play allowed this year by the Denver defense. That's good for 24th in the league. On the other side of the ball, you have the number four defense in terms of yards per play allowed with the Houston Texans, allowing only 5.1 yards per play. I get the better offense in the Texans, the better defense in the Texans, and Case Keenum throws interceptions every single week, week after week after week. Case Keenum is turning the football over and Jameis Winston-like proportions put me on the Houston Texans. Ooh, passionate. I, I like 99% of the handicap. I believe you said, though, that Houston has the best wide receiver. To me, I think Hopkins is the best wide receiver I, in football. I would argue the best hands. He's I, so good. I would argue he wasn't even the best wide receiver on his team before that happened. That what? Fuller, yeah, I mean, I would He's say. He's always been better. Well, you're in a, you're yeah. an minority there. Not, yeah, I am in the minority, but I still, Tyreek Hill's the best wide receiver. I mean, receiver. if you ask all those fantasy guys who was, who was the number one receiver prior to the season, taking number one in all those leagues, it was Hopkins. Really? And his hands are so amazing. He catches everything. I hope the Texans win here because I want to bet against them. They won so many coin flips. And then they had so many good situations. Home on Thursday. It just, you laid it out, Fez, as uh, your overrated team of the week. Yeah, so just go going through the five. I can only do a chronological. I'm like yeah, the, guy, yeah. the guy in Roots, the toxic, going back generation after generation. So, yeah, Indy, uh, they go for it in overtime when they shouldn't. Dallas doesn't go for overtime. 
when they should have. So they both lose to Houston. But coin flips, they coin, won. Coin flips. Then the the Peterman project comes in and throws a pick six, costing Buffalo the game when it was tied late in the fourth quarter. Uh, so three games that Houston doesn't win, their opponents lose all three of those, and then they get the one nice win against Jacksonville. Their last two games, they outscore opponents 62 to 30. We'll give them credit for that, and then they get that Miami D gassed off of two heat games on a Thursday But you got a Jacksonville home. team that's lost five in a row. They beat them, and then they have a road game. So three coin flips, Jacksonville on a historically bad run, ATS margin is over 70 points now, negative in six games. Yeah, six. No, four games. It's, it, yeah, it was three we were talking about that crazy stat last week. Now it's yeah. four, 70 points, and a home team on Thursday. Yeah, You know, the amazing thing about Houston is you guys all told me, cra- they said I was crazy when I said this is an average team when they're 0-3. You seem defensive. Yeah, and now, I'm st- and now they're 5-3, and three and I'm still saying they're pretty much an average team. All right, well, team. Matty Holt, now is the time of reckoning. This is Dave Essler's last. Oh, <laughs> Houston, Denver. This is a matter of confidence for me. Houston is going to be an extremely confident team. Five straight wins coming into Denver. On the contrary, Denver trades Demarius Thomas to Houston, which could both send a bad message to the Broncos, and it has to help Houston game plan. Always lots of talk about the Denver defense. But this year, they're 22nd in the league in yards allowed. Doesn't sound like a big deal. But it's 85 yards more per game than last year. That is a big deal. Fatigue is a factor. The Broncos played at the Jets, came home to play the Rams, flew out to Arizona, flew out to Kansas City. They haven't had a bye yet. they got to be tired. Houston's been home three of the last four. Their only road game at Jacksonville, short flight. Better coach, better quarterback, better defense. Yes, as much as I've been on O'Brien, Vance Joseph is 8-16. and 16. And Bill Musgrave has been an offensive coordinator forever, but not a successful one. Houston beat Indy and the Jags on the road. I think they beat Denver on the road. So it's all, you and Esler, it's like a brother from another mother kind of thing. Yeah. We're starting <laughs> to groove lately. I, I see it. I see it. All right, guys. Last thing. It's Halloween. We're taping. Uh, the dads are running off. But you got to see Sleepy J. Now, if you're in the pregame.com forums, you know Sleepy J. If you're not... Jump in. Great information. All free. He dressed up for Halloween as Freddy Fanny Pack. <laughs> and he has a Twinkie on a stick. He has a name tag. And he has like an 18 parlay. He's buying half points. I mean, this is one of the greatest costumes I've ever seen. I will tweet this out on Halloween or on Thursday. Now, yeah. At RJ in Vegas. It is a don't miss. And oh, by the way, I'll also be tweeting out our official five gold picks. Now let's play Big Bank, take Little Bank. Thanks for listening to R.J. Bell's Dream Preview. Catch the Wise Guy Roundtable each week. College football released on Wednesday. NFL on Thursday. Don't miss any winners. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Visit podcastone.com and download the Podcast One app. Have a question for RJ? You can contact him directly on Twitter at RJ in Vegas. Live the dream with us each week.